CSK wins their fourth title, the Ashes is going ahead, and the T20 World Cup is finally brewing up. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Deepman Cricket Podcast. Uh, I'm Ali. And it's Kartik. And uh, we are delighted to join you once again. So we'll get right into business because uh, neither of us have Cricket Games and the IPR. Uh, so qualifier one was the Clash of the Titans with number one and number two are facing off in Dubai. Abutvi uh, Shaw got the Delhi Capitals off to a great start whilst his fellow top order of Shikha Dhawan and Shreyas Ayer to Hazelwood. Uh, Akshar Patel provided some company before departing for 11 and with Shaw gone the score was at 80 for 4. DC in a bit of trouble. But as they say, cometh the hour cometh the man. The skipper Bishop Punt along with Shimon Hetmeyer got into full flight as they motored at the Delhi Capitals to 173 for 5. Bishop Punt making a responsible a 51 not out and Hetmeyer with a crucial at 37. A fast see chopped on at the pace of Anvik Nokia, and CSK fans were worried. Would the me lord of fire? Um, and then we saw Robin in Topper. Uh, he came out at number three and he surprised everyone by playing a commanding innings packed with vintage shots with seven fours and two sixes, an excellent 63. Uh, Raidu has run out after Tarko was sent back for a golden. Um, but as he has all season, uh, Utteraj Gaikwad was doing his job from the other end. Um, and CSK looked, uh, looked like they were going to get the runs. Uh, he was caught by Aksh Patel and CSK needed 24 off 11. Um, and Adoni came out uh, ahead of Jadeja, uh, which I was surprised by, I'm going to be honest with you. Being a Doni fan myself, I really wanted to see Jadeja who'd scored ridiculous number of runs in the previous matches um, and I know this is a cliche but he turned back the clock with a crunching six over the wicket off Avish Khan uh, the best bowler of the night Tom Curran bowled the final over over 13 needed uh, Moeen Ali was caught off the first ball um, but the experienced journey wasn't foxed by any of Tom Curran's dismissals he crunched 1-4 to the covers a slash and got an inside edge um, that went just past Richard Punt, and then he hammered one as the deep mid wicket boundary as he took Chennai 2 to their ninth IPL final. Following that game in the Eliminator, RCB played against a KKR side who have been performing at their best in this leg of the IPL. Um, RCB batted first and got off to a strong start, but Losing Devdutt Padikar within the power play was a big hit. He only scored 21. The, the middle order, which had been most consistent for RCB in years, failed in this critical match. The middle overs were horrific for RCB, as key player after key player departed to the spin of Sunil Narayan, who picked up four wickets. Maxwell out for 15, AB out for 11, Ahmed out for 9, and Christian looked all at sea. A modest total of just 138 was put up on the board against a strong KKR batting side. Knowing that the target was low, KKR took their sweet time. Gil and Ayo at the top both scored 25 plus runs, setting up a good base for the rest of the innings. A 23 from Rana and a quick fire 26 from that man again, Sunil Narayan, 
all but ended RCB's hopes for this edition of the IPL. Shakib Al Hassan hit the winning runs, giving KKR a date with DC in the qualifier too. I can just see your face doing through all of that. That you're just so. I would use another word, but but you're so annoyed at uh, at that loss. I think that Shahid is going to be a difficult wicket, isn't it, in the T20 World Cup? Because despite the, the small boundaries, um, it's it's turning and it's and it's stopping and it's. It's getting slow, isn't it? So, we'll see how that continues. Uh, on to qualifier two then, Karthik? Yeah, so in qualifier two, the Delhi Capitals played against KKR. Uh, Delhi batted first and only made 135 with Darwin and Iris top scoring with 36 and 30 respectively. Uh, Punt and Hetmeyer failed to hit their big shots when necessary compared to the match against CSK. And it led to a very modest total. Runs were hard to get by because of the spin bowling masterclass from KKR. Shakibal Hassan, Sunil Narayan and Chakravarti led the way. Um, a KKR batting was solid as the openers um, fired yet again uh, with a partnership of 96 before Gill went for 46 um, as Anaya made his way to 50. Um, they needed 13 runs off 25 balls, which 100 times out of 100 you do get. Um, and they lost six wickets, which I think they had, if you look at the scorecard, they have a four ducks in a row. They have Rana, Narayan, Morgan, and Karthik, I think it is. Uh, there you go. Um, and it came down to two balls, they needed six runs. So, so they got seven runs in 23 balls in a huge uh, qualifying match. And Ajabadi was on strike. And he pumped Ashwin for a six on his hat-trick ball as he sealed the game in a spot in the IPL final. And we move on to the final. KKR, after having undergone a transformation here in Dubai, met on Friday against TSK. KKR won the toss on a batting belter, apparently, um, and they opted to bowl as they could chase in the final. Um, CSK, as they have all season, the Open has got them off to a wonderful start, with Shakib and Marby going for plenty. Aswana Narayan after his antics in the previous game, however, got the all-important breakthrough of Ruchavaj Gaikwad. Robin Uttapur played another free striking innings with three sixes, but the stage belonged to Faf Duplessis, yet again performing in a final for CSK. He stayed all the way through to the end, scoring a brilliant 86, exactly what you need in a final. And another thing I'd like to add on this is... Does I swear every time CSK is in a final, some opener, some foreign opener performs on their team. Yeah. So you remember Shane Watson scoring their hundred with that um, injured leg, and now it fuffed to Percy. Well, anyway, back onto the game. Mo- Moeen Ali provided the finishing garnish with thirty-seven off twenty. In regards to the bowlers, KKR's bowlers did not adjust well to the Dubai pitch, as Ferguson finished well, none for fifty-six, and their danger man. Varun Chakraborty went wicketless for 38. In pursuit of a 193 target for a third championship, Gil and Aya got things going and they kept them within reach of the required run with boundaries when needed. But the golden arm, the X-factor, whatever you want to call him, Shardul Thakur came to the party and he got two back-to-back wickets of Venkatesh Aya. Played to see a very superb uh, outfield Vivo perfect catch of the match by Dadeja. And then Rana was deceived for pace. 
The remaining runs just seemed to mount and dominate over KKR as Narayan went for two. Dinesh Kartik, after pummeling a six first ball, was also caught gone in the deep. The long boundaries acting in CSK's favour. Ravi Jadeja had his second wicket with the LBW of Shakib and with Tripathi, who had injured his hammy early in the game, was also caught at a long on for just two runs. All hopes were but lost. Morgan scratched around but was also dismissed. Had to feel bad for him. Ferguson and Marley plonged the inevitable with some classy boundaries and, and Dhoni was fuming because uh, Dwayne Bravo and Charles Chakor, they were trying they were trying wide Yorkers and they were trying slow ball bounces and they were trying like a cutters against against a number nine and a number ten and they and they were going for it. I think they both in total went for like thirty five runs in their overs or something. It was um it was something ridiculous. Um but but in the end the might, the tactics and the experience of Donny and his men was the winner. As the Chennai Super Kings, my favourite team of course, marched to their fourth IPL title. And just to round off on this game before we head into a small DR for the week, is at the presentation, accommodator Harsha Burgley tried and pushed Danny to say, oh, I, I will be back next year for CSK. He gave a cop out by saying, oh, it depends on the BCCI because of the two new teams, which we'll talk about in a second, um, and what the retention policy is. Um, but in the end, uh, Harsha Burgley said, well, if you left a if you left an excellent a legacy behind the man, the captain, the legend, something, something like that. Um, and uh, just as Donny was walking off, he said, but I haven't left it yet, uh, have I? And he walked off, and that was quite a beautiful moment. It's finished what has been a beautiful season. A season of two halves, um, and it's it's been enthralling as it, as it has. I'm sure Karthik's been enjoying uh, the staying up into the night uh, to watch uh, to watch Harsha Patel uh, get the purple cap with 32 wickets. Okay, right, um, let's do our DR of the week, which is a segment where we examine a topic um, in the world of cricket and we put it under the review system, the third umpire. And just just a small one on, well, how did CSK win the tournament? I think after coming back last year for not not qualifying to the playoffs for the first time in 11 years, uh, they, they've done remarkably well this year uh, to come back. And it's not actually many changes of the squad. It's it's only uh, uh, the addition of Moeen Ali and Robin Utipa. And I was thinking about this. I think it's been it's been a combination of everybody. Of course, it's easy to say that the openers uh, batted their way to the final uh, with Vutravaj Gaikwad. Uh, after shining and showing what he can do at the end of last season in Dubai, he came back and he got the orange cap with 635 runs. And the second on the list, um, it was Faf Duplessis who got six hundred and thirty runs and they provided a bulk of the runs needed but again everybody chipped in at the start in the India leg Moeen Ali was performing magnificently uh, Raida hit some crucial knocks uh, I remember in that game against um, against Rajasthan Royals I think it might have been um, then and the bowlers they've also fired haven't they Karthik? Yeah, I think the bowlers did fire, especially Deepak Chahar mm. in getting wickets in the power play. But I think another uh, reason why they got to the final was their depth of batting. Yeah. Um, they batted all the way down to, what, 10? 10, 10, 10, yeah, 10. Uh, which is uh, crazy because it gives the top order much more freedom uh, yeah. to play their shots. And I think that's why the 
the openers performed as well as they did this year. And as you said, Mo and Ali. I think next year it'll be interesting to see who they retain, whether they'll still retain Doni. I mean, they they have to retain Doni, mm, yeah. but... Um, well, who else they'll retain in order to get back to the finals? Mm. Well, we're going to look at that in a second, but just to remind it, um, let us know what you think. Were you following the IPL? Which team did you support? Or what did you think of that team? You can send us an email, you can send us a listener's message, you can tweet at us, or is in the show notes. Uh, looking ahead to next year then, we have two new teams, uh, which we've not decided, I believe, which city, but I think it's going to be Ahmedabad and Pune. Um, there's been talk of them getting special picks so that other teams are fair. But um, we're going to talk about uh, just CSK and RCB and who would they retain. I think, let's say that the team's going to retain three people, Karthik. I'll go first. I think CSK will... If they can retain three, I think they will do Dhoni. If they can't retain three and, they, and they're going to do two... I think Jenny will be back as a mentor or something like that. But I really won't play. Um, and then they have to retain Ravi Jadeja. And that is a tough one, isn't it? Do they retain Ritwaj Gaikwad? Do they retain Saf Duplessis? Do they retain Charles um, Otago or Deepak Chah? So I think, I think they will go for Ritwaj Gaikwad and they'll go for Arinda Jadeja who can uh, play for a few more years. What do you think about RCB, Karthik? RCB is hard, but I think they should not make the same mistake as they did in the 2016 big auction. One of which is letting go of KL Rahul. And yeah. all I know is that if you let Dev Parikar go in the auction this year, He's he will gone. not be coming back to RCB. He won't, no. And uh, you need an opener. So mm. I think, I think, I know... RCB has always been a batting-heavy squad for many years, but mm. I think we have to go with three batsmen. Um, okay. Even though Harshal Patel did get 32 wickets, I think we can find class Indian bowlers uh, in the draft as well. In the, not draft, uh, in the auction as well. So I think I'm going to go with Devdut Parikal, mm. Virat Kohli, Maxwell over yeah. ABW's. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think you should retain a bowler. Mm-hmm. Or one of Mohammed Suvaj or Onav Dipsani, Harsh Patel. What about what about Yusuf Chahal? You've got he him as well, haven't you? He he's performed mm. this year, so I don't he's know. He's performed this year. Mm. I think I think his time is slowly coming. He's he's gotten a bit older, and I think you know with the new Indian, you, you can find spin in India pretty much anywhere. Mm. And I know Yusuf Chahal's class, but. I think RCB needs to try something else. Okay. Um, usually, Hell doesn't find a spot in in casting attention, and neither does he in India's T Twenty World Cup squad. That's a nice transition. So let's look at the T Twenty World Cup then. Um, so this week we're going to have the Super Eights happen and the warm up matches. And the Super Eight is Group A uh, featuring Oman. Uh, Papua New Guinea, Bangladesh and Scotland. And Group B, we have Namibia, the Netherlands, Ireland and Sri Lanka. So these teams, they will be battling it out. And two from each group will be progressing on to the, um, the Super 12, which is uh, the main round two of the World Cup. Looking at that list, Karthik, it probably seems like from Group A, you're going to have Bangladesh and Scotland. Um, 
going through in Group A, and Ireland and Sri Lanka. Yep, Ireland yeah. and Sri Lanka. Mm. So let's look at the squads. We're gonna, are we only going to look at the teams who are playing before next Sunday, just to save some time? Uh, so we're of course going to start with India. Um, Shadal Takor has been brought in of Akshpata, who's been relegated down to the Sanbai players, uh, that also has Shreyas Aya and Deepak Chahar. Um, I think they've brought this in not because of the fact that he's batted brilliantly, because because he hasn't got the chance to for CSK, but I think he's more of a replacement for Hardik Pandya, who he didn't bowl throughout the whole of uh, the IPL. He didn't really come off with the bat, so they're probably a bit worried that they can't just go for reputation in AT20 World Cup, and they are they will desperately be trying to win this one because they've because they've not won an international event in eight years. I think that 2014 is the semi-final, 2015 the famous semi-final, 2016 semi-final, 2017 final. And in the nineteenth semi final, they need to get to the last step and they need to push ahead for a win. But they're definitely one of the favourites with their spin options, and it's a well balanced side, isn't it? You want to pick a particular eleven, Karthik, and um, and gives your thoughts on the team. Yeah, I think uh, predicted eleven. It'll be Wright Sharma, Virat Kohli opening the batting uh, okay. up at the top. Oh, Virat Kohli. Oh no, this is hard. Actually, I forgot K. Rahul was in the team. I was going to play You're opening with KL. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. KL three. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, uh, I was going to play Kali at three, Rahul at mm-hmm. two. Then you have. Um, I think. I think you I th- put Rishabh Pant in at four or five somewhere. You need him in the team. I think he's in top form. Yeah. I uh, think I put him at five, and then you'd mm-hmm. pick. Do you want two left-handers back to back? Um, or you can go so you can my other at four. Uh, Ishan Kishan hit uh, 84-32, didn't he, in, the last, uh, in Mumbai's last IPL game at Sharjah. So I don't know exactly. Um, I still think you'd put Treyas Ayer in at four. I know he's been... Has he been... He's in the reserve list. He's in the reserve... I think yeah. Treyas Ayer in at four. Uh, the DC duo between Ayer and uh, Pant at five. And then six, you'd go Jadeja. Uh, or Pandya, actually. Six, Pandya. Seven, Jadeja. And then you'd have one more spinner, I presume, in the UAE. I'm gonna go for Varun Chakravarti mm-hmm. at um, number eleven. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, uh, Jasprit Bumrah, and Mohammed Shami hasn't really fired, has he? I think you probably have to go for Tarkor. Let's go on to England, an accomplished, purpose-built team uh, is where I've described them. Uh, and they're being led by a man who needed some form, but they've got they've got uh, excellent bowlers, uh, uh, power-packed batsmen, and yeah, it's uh, it's just an all-round fantastic side. At the top of the order, you'd probably have uh, Besto Billings or Besto Butler. Um, I'm not sure how do you go there. I think I'm going to go with Besto Butler at the top of the order, and then oh, you can't have Livingston in the team. He's not in form. Uh, what? Yeah, Livingston. Did, did you not see him in the IPO? I saw him in the IPO, but... but Okay, I'll give my team first. So, 
So I'm going to okay. go for Jason Roy and Josh Butler. Then I'm going to go for Darryl Mellon at three. Uh, Liam Livingston at four. Uh, Morgan at five. Bear Stewart at six. Monali at seven. Um, I've not missed anyone. Uh, eight will be Chris Wokes. Um, Rashid. Jordan. You've got Ali Rashid. Uh, Wokes. And I'm going to go for Tim R. Mills. Um, I think he's going to have a big tournament. Yeah, I, I think that's a good team, mm. but I'd still substitute Livingston out and put Monali in at four, maybe, or drop Milan down to four and Monali in at three, like mm. the CSK did, and then even bring in another pace bowler like Curran or Chris Jordan to fill in that spot there. Anyway, moving on to Australia. Um... You know, they've also got a strong squad. Uh, Warner came out the other day and said something about they've not been in the be- they've not been at their best in World T Twenty uh, Championships in recent years. But they look to look like they have a really strong this really strong team this year to go ahead and win. Predicted eleven, Addy. Yeah, they've never actually won the T Twenty World Cup, which was quite surprising for me to learn. Um, I guess you open with Finch and Warner, uh, the 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 duo that's been. Uh, they're doing that for many, many years now. Uh, Mitch Marsh would be well at three, didn't he? So I'm going to do Mitch Marsh at three, Smith at four, Maxwell at five. Um, and you give English or Wade at six, or do you want to have Wade to open? I'm not sure. You can tell me about that. Stoinis hasn't looked in form, so it's, uh, well, uh, he's been injured, so I won't pick him. Um, I'm going to go for the bowlers. Well. I'm going to go for Stark, Zampa, and Cummins. I'm going to go for Kane Richardson slash Hazelwood. Yeah. Uh, have I forgotten anybody, Garthick, or have I made any mistakes? Yeah. Mitchell Swepson. Ah, right, okay. I think you need Mitchell Swepson in and substitute one of the pace bowlers out, whether that's Richardson or Stark or somebody or mm. Cummins, depending on the night. Yeah, yeah. Um, Swepson, I think he he really deserves his chance on the international stage. He played against India a few T20s here when they came down last time. And I think he's always been in the shadow of Nathan Lyon. And I think this should be his time to uh, star in the squad. South Africa, looking at the squad now, they lack Duplessis. And that's sort of weird, isn't it? After what he did in the IPL final and the IPL throughout. I mean, they picked the squad before the start of the IPL. And even then we thought, why are they not picked uh, for Duplessis? And, yeah, they, they see how many changes to their squad. Uh, they're an excellent side on paper, uh, but they need their mid-lord and their paces to fire. A particular 11 time, let's go for De Kock to open with, I presume, Reza Hendricks. Uh, you have the captain, Henry Vivuma, at three. Um, Rassi van Dussen, I guess, could be four. Uh, David Miller hasn't really been in form. Uh, do you want a Heinrich Klaassen? Then you could have... Um, Bjorn Fortois, I think is how you pronounce it. Then with the pace one, you've got Nokia, you've got Rabada, um, Atabo Jamzi with the spin, and Keshav Maharaj, maybe. I, I think he did really well in Bangladesh or something. Um, but yeah, it's it lacks the big names, but we'll see what they can do. Moving on to the West Indies, the defending champions of the World Cup and they look to have a really strong squad in this time. They have good young talent, good, uh, strong fast bowlers and big hitters as usual. Um, 
Let's see there, predicted 11. You'd probably... Would you still have Chris Gale in the team? Now, now this is a really interesting one, because... Because we opined on the podcast last time that Chris Gale left, and there's an interesting point made of maybe the West Indies wanted him to bat at three. Now, I think you open with Evan Lewis, and there's... I mean, apart from Lendl Simmons, I don't know what form he's in, there's really nobody else there who can open. You do have Andre Fletcher, so maybe one of those two. I'd back Chris Gale. I would continue to back uh, uh, Nicholas Pullen, given that he's vice-captain. A Pollard at five, uh, a Barber at six. Russell, if he's fit, he's seven. Or uh, if not, you can go Boston Chase. So you can have Hetmeyer at five, a Pollard at six, and Drain Barber at seven. Then if Russell's fit... God, this is a really, really difficult team, isn't it? Uh, then Russell, uh, if he's fit, could go eight, maybe. Then you have... Um, Spin of uh, Hayden Walsh Jr. And then you can go for the pace of O'Shane Thomas um, or Fabian Allen if you want to. So yeah, they've, they've, got, they've got loads of options. Um, they've got some plays in good form, some plays in bad form. So um, they were playing an entertaining band of cricket, uh, as usual. Do you, do, do you remember the name that's not being picked? Yes, I do remember the name that's not there. And I was, and as I was typing up the notes, I thought... Where on earth is he? He won them last time. But I think he's just horse for the courses. Uh, he didn't really do anything. He hasn't really done much recently uh, for them. So it's it's sad, but you don't, uh, you don't see him in the UAE. And the Pakistan... And to round up this segment, the Pakistan squad, um, are they still rated number one on the T20 um, rankings? I think they're third or something now. Yeah, but they're still, they're still a strong team. Uh, you know, with Babarazim leading them and his recent form, uh, it's been exceptional. So, what do you think of their lineup? Um, I think you'd have yeah. Fakhar Zaman opening the batting along with Babarazim. Oh, Babarazim, yeah. yeah. Or would yeah. you have Babarazim in at three? I'm not no, sure. No, no, I'm sure Babarazim has to be at the top. Okay. Then I would go for Hader Valley, I think, was uh, mm-hmm. the batsman really well. Um, then you can give a Hammond with one at four. I showed Malik has got a late, a late um, entry in because uh, Sohib Maksud having an injury. So you can have uh, Malik at five. Um, um, Hammond of Fees maybe at six. Uh, that's an option. Then you have Shadab Khan and Nimad Rasim as the two spinners. In the pace of Shahin Shah Afridi, uh, Harris Ralph, who you know very, very well Catholic because of his performances in the BBL. And, um, yeah, uh, maybe uh, you can have another spinner. So, again, it's a good team. And, um, yeah, they, they put up a fight in their... Uh, usually, their adopted home, isn't it, at the UAE? Um, so, next time, we'll discuss the other teams, which I believe is New Zealand and Afghanistan. I think we missed out this time. And, of course, the teams that come out on the other side of the Super 8. Um Moving on to the Ashes, which will go on now, mm-hmm. and uh, that's great news for Australia and England and cricket all around. Yeah, it's been conditionally approved by the ECB, and which which means that they're happy, but they still want a couple more things to be checked. 
In addition to this news, um, we have been told by Cricket Victoria that Will Pukowski has been struck in the helmet by a cricket ball during a net session. Um, you know, he's an up-and-coming 23-year-old. He's been in and out of the teams because of his mental health, which has been really vocal on, which is good. And uh, he's been concussed 10 times in his career so yeah. far, it's... which is... More than some rugby players. Mm, it's so. It's really worrying, isn't it? Yes, and especially with the lifelong impacts it might have on his memory yeah. and uh, stuff later down in the line for him. However, Tim Payne did say he was devastated to hear about Will Pukowski's, uh latest concussion, but his fellow Victorian opening partner, Marcus Harris, has been given the nod as the new front-runner to open the batting in the Ashes. Uh, Tim Payne said that he believes Will Pukowski would have opened in the Ashes if not for this latest injury. So, but uh, we wish him all the best with his recovery and hope he can be back into cricket soon. England announced their squad uh, for the Ashes this week and um, not many surprises. Uh, we still don't have Jofra Archer, unfortunately. He's undergone a surgery recently. Uh, that would, of course, be a huge blow for them. Um, and Ben Stokes, we don't know yet uh, what's going to happen with him. But... Uh, Batting-wise, they have um, Robbie Burns and Zach Crawley and Haseeb Amid is uh, coming down, uh, down under, along with uh, Johnny Bairstow, uh, Josh Butler, Ollie Pope, David Milan, uh, Dan Lawrence, and of course the captain, Joe Root, who will play a pivotal role in uh, this a bid to not lose final. Um, the uh, the all-rounders will be Craig Overton, uh, Chris Wokes, and I can't really see any of the all rounders to be honest with you. And the bowlers wise, they've got Ford and Anderson. Uh, Jimmy Anderson set to play his millionth uh, Ashes series, um, along with the bowling of Don Best, uh, Ollie Robinson, who uh, will uh, will be suited to those conditions, hopefully, um, with, his, with his pace and maybe his bounce. We'll see what he can do, uh, along with Mark Wood and that's it really so it's a decent squad you know it's got no surprises I don't expect them to win I think it's probably going to be 3-1 maybe in favour of Australia but Australia aren't the strongest side you don't know what's going to happen during the T20 World Cup you know maybe Pat Cummins pulls a hamstring or something so how you wish yeah uh, yeah so uh, so uh, it's a decent squad but uh, we'll see how they go in two months time and the final piece of news for this week's episode, uh, Earl Eddings resigns as Cricket Australia chairman. Uh, he stepped down on Wednesday after serving three years in the role and having reportedly lost the full support of the board. Uh, the Queensland, Western Australia and New South Wales Cricket Board had all withdrawn their support for the cricket boss. He had a 13-year stint but will now pursue his career in different areas. That's it for this week of the episode of the Deep Cricket Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, see you next week and goodbye.